Hello, dear friends. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. This is normally our weekly uh, Bible study, and I am a pastor evangelist, so when we study the Scripture, I'm apt to preach as well as apt to teach. I believe every preacher should be a teacher, and every teacher, when the anointing of God comes and we feel something we're so passionately uh, committed to in the Word that we find ourselves just absolutely preaching while we're teaching. Amen. I, I, it's not just getting emotional. It is something deeper than the emotions. It affects the emotions, but it's far deeper than that. And today I just feel like bringing a message to you without a lot of background and history and details and just bringing you a clear call of God. Someone in this listening audience God wants to speak to. I don't say that lightly. I've heard people use that term kind of as a hook to get people's attention and then find out that in the end, you know, it's it's about how much money they need to raise or whatever. And, and, and I, I can't figure all of that out. But one thing I do know, I know the Holy Spirit when He prompts me. I know when He is present. I know when something is very serious that God wants to speak. And I'm going to go with that flow today because someone in this audience, God wants to speak to you. Amen. So I, I do pray that you will stay tuned to the end of our broadcast today. I'm not even going to call it a Bible study per se. I just want to talk to you from the Word while sharing some scriptures in the Word. Amen. And see if God speaks to your heart today. Someone in this listening audience, this is for you. The topic today that God has dropped into my heart is the man who pursued death. The man who chased death. Now that's a strange thing to chase death. Death is going to come. Actually, death is chasing all of us as, as time passes and we age. It's appointed unto man once to die and after this, the judgment. So there's another death that is involved. Not just the physical death, but the the eternal banishment from the presence of God and eternal punishment in a place uh, called hell. A friend of mine, I don't like to talk about this, but it's just as real and just as relevant as heaven is today. Someone in this audience is about to make a decision that's going to point you in a direction. And I pray that you will make the right decision before this broadcast is over today. This, this podcast, this, this internet ministry today. I don't believe we're here by accident. I believe in divine appointments and I feel a strong anointing to speak to you about the man that pursued death. And if you are such a man, such a woman, such a boy or girl listening today, I pray you will do what this man was told to do. He didn't do it, and he didn't get another opportunity to do it. Ah, uh, but you and I have time and opportunity. We have breath, and we have this moment that we are sharing right now together. Let's talk about the man for a moment that pursued death out of Second Samuel chapter 2 and begin reading with verse 18. 
And there were three sons of Zeruiah, Zeruiah, I'm having to hyphenate this, Joab and Abishai and Ashael, Asael. And Asahel was a light of foot as a wild roe. In other words, he could run really, really fast. That he was known for running fast. And Asahel pursued after Abner. There had been a battle. Abner had lost. And Asahel pursued after him. He's retreating. He's not fighting anymore. He's, he's not wanting to engage anyone in battle. He's, he's just going home. <laughs> and in the going, he turned not to the right nor to the left from following Abner, this man who pursued death. Then Abner looked and behind him and said, Art thou Asahel? And he said, I am. And Abner said unto him, Turn thee aside to thy right hand, or to thy left, and lay thee hold on one of the young men, and take his armor, and take his spoil. But Asahel would not turn aside from following him, the man you see that pursued death. And Abner said unto him again, Asahel, Turn thee aside from following me. Wherefore should I smite thee to the ground or kill you? How then should I hold up my face to Joab thy brother? Howbeit he refused to turn aside. Remember, he could run fast. There was no way Abner could outrun him. He was catching up to him. Wherefore Abner, uh, wherefore Abner, with the hinder end, listen to this, the hinder end of the spear, not, not, the, not the part with the sharp end, but with the blunt end, with the hinder end of the spear, smote him under the fifth rib. Now, we're going to get graphic here. That the spear came out behind him. It went all the way through him and out behind him. And he fell down there and died in the same place. Listen, friend of mine. He was running so fast while being told to turn to one way or the other or to stop chasing him. And all he did, he didn't turn around and, and pierce him with the end of the spear. He'd used the hinder part of the spear and just just pushed it back. And when he did, his own momentum chasing him so fast helped him to be pierced through. Friend of mine today, God is talking to somebody and He's saying to someone, turn back, turn back. You're chasing death. You love life, but you're chasing death. And, and God is speaking today. This is different. I, I, I don't have an outline. I don't have a plan. I marked two or three scriptures here today. But if you're living today in unconfessed sin, refusing to repent, God is pleading with you. Turn back. Don't, don't keep going in that direction. Don't be hard-headed because it will cause you soon to become hard-hearted. But now today, while your heart can still be touched, God is saying, turn back. Turn back. If you're running from God today, turning your back on His call to repentance and forgiveness and restoration, turn back. Quit running from Him. This is no time to run from God, dear friend. This is a time to run to Him. You say, 
preacher, you, you don't know uh, about all of my sins and you don't know about all of my addictions. You don't know about what I'm doing. You, you don't know how I crave what I'm doing. Well, I'm telling you right now, just as you are, come to Jesus come to Jesus turn back that's what repentance is it it means turning from something and turning to something in this case turning from the darkness and facing and turning toward the light turning from satan turning to god that was paul's commission to turn them from darkness to light and from the devil to god amen And it's the mission of the Holy Spirit today. I call him the hound of heaven. Hallelujah. Because he comes after us. Amen. It said when he comes, he will convince the world of sin. And that word is to convict of sin, to cause us to realize that, that we're, we're headed in the wrong direction. You know, the scripture says in Proverbs, the, the book of wisdom, really, it, it says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. It seems right. Jesus put it this way, broad is the way, wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go on there. But narrow is the way, straight is the gate that leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. God wants you to get off the broad way that leads to destruction. He he wants you to go through the straight gate and find the narrow way that leads to life here and life eternal when we when we die. He doesn't want us to die in our sin. He wants us to live out our days. Yes, the body is going to die. It's the last enemy. It's going to happen. It's appointed unto man. But friend of mine, right here and right now, you know, the scripture said the thief came. Jesus talked about the devil. He said the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Praise God. Jesus is calling. Jesus is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking. And the Word of God is speaking. And I'm speaking today to you. Amen. Turn back to God if you're away from Him. If you're an addict and addicted to drugs and alcohol, sexual perversion, whatever the addiction is, turn back. Turn back. You know, the prodigal son came to want. His own rebellion took him out into the world. He partied for a while. The scripture said he spent his inheritance on riotous living. We all know how to party hardy and and give our flesh every possible sinful experience and pleasure. Oh, but friend of mine, there's an eternity coming. There's a judgment day that is coming. The Bible said Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. If he had, if he had let, let his, his Egypt uh, experience keep him from, from following his Hebrew roots and this knowledge of judgment to come, he, he, he could have had the, the greatest 
world empire in the world. He could rule the greatest world empire in the world. But said he chose to suffer affliction with the righteous rather to enjoy sin for a season because he saw him that was invisible. He knew beyond this realm, beyond this world, beyond the tangible and the visible, there's an eternal invisible world but it's more real and because it's eternal more lasting than the world as we know it today and based on eternity he made a decision in time God's people were were suffering as slaves in Egypt and he said I'd, I'd rather be a slave in Egypt than to be a king a slave in Egypt and to Egypt than to be a king in Egypt because I know when I draw my last breath I I'm going somewhere forever, and I'd rather suffer with the righteous than to party with the wicked, because he saw him that is invisible. You see, there is a God. There is a God who we must answer to someday, and this God loves us so much that he gave his son for us. And Jesus said the thief is the one that wants you dead and he wants you damned and he wants you doomed. He came to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. That's not just eternal life. That should be enough incentive. Ah, but friend, to have life here with the peace of God and the joy of the Lord reigning in our heart and in our mind, being fulfilled and being content with what we have instead of grasping and groping, always seeking and never finding what we're looking for. The Bible said of the wicked that then the lost in this world, they're without God, therefore without hope. And hopeless people try to find something to hang on to, something to, to fulfill them. But friend of mine, there's no one that can do that for you. There's no drug, no experience of sin. The only one that can keep the promise to give us life and that more abundant is Jesus Christ. You know, he told the woman at the well, a woman came to the well in John's Gospel, chapter 4, and, and, and she saw that he was a Hebrew, number one. She saw he looked like a priest, probably, or a holy man of some sort. She wouldn't even probably make eye contact with him. Uh, and he said, woman, give me to drink while she was drawing water, shocked. That he, being a Jew, would speak to her, a man, being a, a Gentile, and, and she, she's probably standing there in shock, and he said, woman, if you knew who it was that said, give me some of that water to drink, you would ask of me, and I would give you. See, this is something no one and nothing can give you but Christ I would give you living water you'd never thirst again you'll be back to this well over and over and over and then he began to tell her about her life of seeking fulfillment seeking love if you please in all the wrong places he said you've had five husbands and now you're living with a man who is not your husband Ah, (laughs) but he said if you knew who it was who said give me to drink You would ask of me, and I would give you living water. 
and you would never thirst again. And the woman said, Lord, then give me, give me this water. And whatever occurred at that well, (laughs) when she left it, she went into her little community (laughs) and she said, come and see a man. Come and see a man. Amen. This is not about a religious system. This is about a person. This is about a a God who became man, who took on flesh and came into our world as a baby in a manger and went to a cross to die for our sin. The second person of the triune God, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, Amen. And he said, I got something to give you that no one and nothing in the entire world can give you. And she knew exactly what he was talking about and said, give me this water. He spoke of his words as being the bread of life and himself being the true bread that comes down out of heaven. Amen. Dear friend of mine, Jesus can keep every promise that He makes. And He can give you living water today. You're in a desert place and you're trying to fill and quench that thirst with all these sinful things. And you're pursuing death. Not just physical death, but the second death, the eternal death, the separation from God Himself. But God is giving you an opportunity today. He's speaking to you today. Amen. We're here today together, aren't we? Amen. Listen to what he said to ancient Israel in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Amen. Choose life. We've got the choice to make today. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, if you are so depressed that you are, you've had thoughts of taking your own life, you know what God is saying to you today? Turn back. Turn back. Don't give up. On, not just on life. Don't give up on God. Because God has not and God will not give up on you. The thief surely comes to steal your soul. To kill you physically. <laughs> Amen. And destroy you. But Jesus said, but I've come. And I've come to give you life. And I've come to give it to you more abundantly. A better life. A greater life. Hallelujah. Than anyone or anything in this world could possibly offer you. Listen to Revelation chapter 20. This is why this is so important today. And beginning with verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no, was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open. Listen, listen, there is a resurrection for everyone. You don't have to be a believer. You don't have to be a Christian to experience a resurrection. It's appointed unto man once to die and then to face God in a judgment. Death will not keep us from that appointment. And this is that appointment 
And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead, and which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. The grave gave up the dead, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Someone in this audience, just like that man we read about pursuing Abner, is pursuing this death today called the second death, a resurrection that is going to result in a banishment and eternal punishment. And there's no getting out of it. You, 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 people who died at sea and were eaten by, by sea creatures and secreted into the water, and yet they're standing. The sea gave up their dead. Someone who is turned to dust in the earth is going to stand up and face that judgment and face the eternal consequences without a Savior. And that's why God is saying, I'm putting two ways before you, blessing and cursing and life and death. Choose life. Choose life today. Choose life, that abundant life that Jesus offers you, that eternal life that Jesus offers you. He will write your name in the Lamb's book of life. And you're not even here if you're a Christian. If you become a Christian, you're not participating. It's just those whose names were not found written. Oh, friend of mine, the Bible said if we overcome, He would not blot our name out of the book of life in the early part of the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. There's a book in heaven. It records the people on earth that are right now recognized as citizens of earth, heaven, while still living here upon the earth. And the day you come to Christ as your Savior, He writes your name in the book of life. Your name is then recorded on the rolls of the heavenly New Jerusalem as a citizen of heaven. That's why it said in the New Testament, our conversation, or literally in the Greek, our citizenship is in heaven. Praise God. Today, you don't have to be lost. You don't have to be eternally damned. You can come to Jesus today. I know people don't like to hear about hell. That isn't, that doesn't, that doesn't stop the fact of it. You need to hear about it. Everyone needs to hear about it because the devil is going to try to steal your eternal immortal soul. He won't, he's, he's, he's had it. He's doomed. He's damned and he knows it. That's why the demons in the demoniac of the gatherings in the New Testament, when Jesus approached them, they said, we know who you are. Why comest thou to torment us before our 
time. And that's why the scripture says in the book of Revelation, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan hath come down to you, for he knows he has but a short time. Oh, friend of mine, time is running. Time is running. The devil knows it's running, and he knows his destiny. And the only comfort he has is that he's going to take a whole lot of people to hell with him. Don't be one of those people. God, I know, is speaking to you. Don't be that man, that woman, that boy, that girl that is pursuing death. That the momentum uh, that of your running from God is going to cause you to be impaled. Oh, friend of mine, run to God today. I, I say it so many times, and I don't realize the gravity of it, and only the Holy Spirit can make you realize the gravity of it. Don't run from God. Don't keep running from God deeper into the darkness. I know how our flesh yearns for sin and craves the things that we know it would cost us if we come to Christ. But I'm going to tell you something. If someone truly becomes a Christian, he will fill that void. He will fill that vacuum. He will fill that great chasm, that great hole that only he can fill. Billy Graham said it well when he said there's a God-shaped hole in the heart and soul of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And it is so vast and so great that God and God alone is the only one that can fill it. But when we come to Christ, He promised to come and live within us. Praise God. Amen. As it is written, I will live in them and I will walk in them. God will fill that place in your heart that you're trying to fill and you feel that you can't do without that drug or that sinful practice. Come to Christ just as you are with all of your habits, all of your hang-ups. Come to Christ today. I love that great hymn that was played in all of those Billy Graham crusades. I've said it so many times. If I wasn't saved today... When I hear that song, amen, I would come to Christ just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bids me come to thee. O Lamb of God, I come. Oh, to cleanse my soul from one dark spot. Oh, friend, there's many spots, but the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. And Jesus has supplied the blood at the cross for you and for me. But when we come to Christ, repent of our sins and receive Him as our Savior, we apply the blood. It's applied to our life and righteousness is put to our account. And our sins are not just forgiven. They are remitted according to the Scripture. <laughs> Amen. It's like expunging 
a, a, a criminal record that that it's expunged. You, you, it's not going to follow you your whole life anymore. It's not going to keep you from getting that job because somewhere in your past you were a convict convicted felon if you were somehow acquitted somehow that that you've been justified uh you can have that expunged from the record and i'm going to tell you god will expunge every sin we've ever committed from the record books and the devil the accuser has nothing to accuse us of amen and there's no peace like knowing that i am forgiven my sins have been remitted They've been expunged. Jesus is my sovereign, my Lord, and He is my Savior. And God is my Heavenly Father, and the Holy Spirit is my advocate. He's my barrister. Praise God. Amen. He is with me to help me, my comforter, my battle partner. Praise God. Friend of mine, come as you are to Christ today. Turn back from the roads you're on, the people you're running with, the sins you're committing. Just turn around and run to Jesus. He will make a great, great exchange with you. He'll take your robe and He will give you His spotless robe. He wore our filthy robe to the cross and was punished for it for our sins, so He could give us His robe of righteousness. And we will be clothed with that robe throughout all eternity spiritually. Come to Jesus today. Come to Christ today. Don't pursue death. Turn. Turn back. Come back home if you're away from God. Come to God if you've never, ever known Him. This is no time to live in that dangerous place, to live that dangerous life, to believe the lie of the devil. When you know in deep in your heart of hearts the truth of God, run to Jesus, come to Jesus, and be saved. God is calling you. I'm sitting here in the wee hours wondering what to teach, what message to bring. And suddenly the Holy Spirit said, go look at the man who pursued Abner. I had to look it up. I'd read it a long time ago, but I had to refresh myself. And he said, tell that person who's pursuing death that there's still time to turn back. For why will you die? Why will you die when you have this wonderful time and opportunity? Why will you die the second death? The devil knows his time is short. The demons know their time is short. God help us to know how short the time is while we have time while we have breath come to Christ in Jesus name